Everybody and welcome to this episode of How We Girl. Today I am speaking with one of my friends, Missy Mame Coleman, who is an expert in the field of mental health. She's a psychologist in training who has worked in the field of mental health for over five years. I am having a conversation with this exceptional lady because she is part of an initiative in Accra, Ghana, called Minded Services whose main purpose is to provide free access to mental health resources. Minded Services is a centralized platform that screens and refers people to mental health resources. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So to start with, what does growth mean to you? It's such a convoluted term, isn't it? Um, I think that growth really is a person's ability to engage in consistent self-reflection that allows them to expel any information, any um, knowledge that doesn't that doesn't fit for them anymore, or doesn't serve them a purpose, and able to be able to reintroduce new information or new knowledge, new skills that fits better for them, you know, in their current states of development. And I think that self-reflection is important because mm-hmm. we can't grow if we don't know what we need to change. We can't grow if we don't know what we need to adjust. Um, and we can't grow when we, we cannot challenge our own viewpoints um, or have other successfully challenge our viewpoints. We become stagnant if mm-hmm. we don't engage in self-reflection. So that for me, that's what growth looks like. Right, right. So in terms of that, how would you define mental health? Ah, it's such a broad concept. It it's <laughs> such a broad concept. Um, I generally think of mental health as our emotional and psychological well-being that is heavily impacted by our physical um, well-being, mm-hmm. our spiritual well-being, our social well-being, and all other aspects of well-being. So it's this is this thing that doesn't really stand alone. You know, our emotional and mental well-being doesn't stand alone. Mm-hmm. If we're having physical illness, it impacts our mental well-being. If mm-hmm. we're socially isolated from people, it impacts our well-being. If we are, you know, struggling with making meaning from our lives or we're not connected to whatever the spiritual core of our life is, if we're not connected to that, it can impact our mental health. So it's it's this version of our emotional and mental health or mental well-being that is so heavily impacted by the other aspects i don't even know if that's like a concise (laughs) definition but it's such it's such a broad term it is it is and i like that you mentioned that it impacts like all over a person is such a a holistic uh view It, it impacts like the whole being you know and yeah I'm an individual who can be right, but I'm also a mental health provider. And I think for me, as a person growing up, mental health didn't mean much to me because it wasn't talked about. I didn't have an understanding of what mental health was. Um, I didn't have an understanding of the importance of mental health well-being in in total health. Um, Mm -hmm. 
a country that doesn't place a lot of emphasis on mental health. And yeah, as a mental health provider, mm-hmm. I have a great understanding and a, a deep appreciation for the role that mental health plays in our like complete well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think from a provider perspective, I can say that, you know, it's one of the work that I do because I recognize how important it is to support people's mental health, to talk about how to maintain good mental health, how to seek services when you're experiencing poor mental health, how to destigmatize, you know, people who are living with mental disorders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more I grow in my professional identity, the more I grow in my personal appreciation for mm-hmm. mental health. So I think right now I'm in a stage where I can I can say it's very important to me uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. And in the ways that I engage with other people, the things that I find interesting, you know, mental health is kind of central to my life now as a provider, mm-hmm. really. Okay. So you have worked in the United States and in Ghana, but I'm more yes. interested in how um, mental health is perceived in these two different countries. How would you describe mental health is perceived in Ghana? Hmm. Is it perceived? I think we are making strides. I think where mental health is right now um, is kind of a bit of a paradigm shift, you know, where we're trying to move from this perception of mental health as madness or as a personal deficiency Mm -hmm. or a, you know, family kind of failing or a spiritual attack into more as this mental manifestation of social, political, cultural, um, physical difficulties that a person may have mm-hmm. that does not does not in any way, shape, or form reflect on their personal um, achievements or failures as a human being. You know, it's just what is. It's like, if you had malaria, I wouldn't tell you you failed as a human being. Mm-hmm. So I, why would I tell you that if you have depression? Right, right. Yeah. So I think we're slowly moving away from that. I think um, I can tell you right now that there is a big push in Ghana um, against the criminalization of suicide because suicide in Ghana is a criminal offense. You will be arrested if you, you know, do not successfully. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, you better succeed. Um, and like, what message does that send? Um, and so it's 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 getting better. It's getting better. It's not where we want it to be, but at least there's that slow paradigm shift mm-hmm. into the understanding that it's not a spiritual attack. It's not a personal failure. It's not a family deficit. It's just a part of our total well-being. Yeah. Having grown up in Zambia, I can actually see the similarities in what you had described as um, <sighs> happening as well in Zambia, where people feel it may be a spiritual attack or somebody um has put an evil eye on you or something like that. yeah so it's a very um it's a very complicated field to navigate you know because of the culture and the politics as well and many other af- um, aspects that you have to take into consideration um growing up in Ghana mental health was not something we talked about mm-hmm. I don't think anybody used that word I don't think anybody sat me down and talked about you know like it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to have periods where you don't quite know what's happening in your life. You know, it's okay to have these difficulties. Um, 
nobody nobody ever talked to me about that. I looking back now, I have families who struggle with mm-hmm. mental health challenges. You know, as a teen, I think looking back now, I may have had some some experiences with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but nobody addressed it. I didn't even know. Uh, my family members who have mental health challenges, like people don't address it, don't talk about it. And and that's been my experience in Ghana. And currently I work with an NGO that aims to connect people in Ghana to mental health resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and we provide our services for free, right? And one of the biggest challenges in trying to convince people who need mental health services that they're not weak mm-hmm. and they're not crazy for seeking these services. You know, even though the, the services that we offer are free, we find that people are so hesitant to take advantage of them because of the stigma that, that exists in, in our society that, you know, you have to be quote-unquote crazy to mm-hmm. go seek mental health services or, you know, it's not really needed. It's a white people thing. You're making it up. Um, so as a service provider, that's been my experience. And as a person who's lived in Ghana, that's also been my experience of that. People don't talk about it. People don't don't um, acknowledge it. People don't embrace it. It's looked down upon. Mm-hmm. It's heavily stigmatized. Um, and certainly the government does not care at all, at all mm-hmm. about it. But how have you seen mental health uh, being perceived in the United States? Um, I think it's in some communities, you know, in the United States, it's it's a more well-received subject or topic. Mm-hmm. And in other communities, it's still so stigmatized. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've had the opportunity to work with clients from different um, demographics and different backgrounds um and it tends to be something that's more talked about more accepted in in urban and suburban settings and then when you get to the more rural settings of the united states you know there isn't that much focus on mental health or mental health services and then when we break it down a little further and we look at um race and ethnicity in the United States. You know, if we group communities by race and ethnicity, um, in our communities of color, mental health tends to be more stigmatized than in white suburban communities where people already do have access to mental health resources. So there isn't much shame about accessing these or talking about it. But then when we look at our communities of color that don't have access to adequate mental health resources, there's also that stigma of, well, if I go and if I talk to a mental health professional, does that mean I'm crazy? Does that mean that I failed? You know, like, is why am I adding this one more difficulty on my life as if I already don't live in difficult social political times or, or situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that the reception is even on all fields or in all communities, but generally, generally I can for sure say that there are more mental health resources here in the U S than there are in Ghana. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. in, in any U S institution of higher education, you're going to have a counseling center or some sort of counseling services provided. Uh, that's not always the case in in higher edu- um, institutions in Ghana. Right. You know, high schools here are equipped with a counselor 
or a school therapist who can come and talk to kids. Schools don't have that in Ghana. So the resources are available here, but there is still some of that stigma depending on what community you're in. I mean, of course, the resources are totally different between the two countries, but I'm so interested in what prompted you to start an initiative in Accra, Ghana, and not anywhere else. Yes. So, so the initiative had already been started. So our founders, a, a medical doctor, um, Dr. Achilate, and he started this when he was still in college with his twin brother, who is not in the medical field. I think he's an engineer, um, computer engineer by training or something. Um, so not really um, health related at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started this and they reached out to me because they wanted somebody on the team who had the mental health background and experience. Um, and we chose to focus in Accra, Ghana because one, it is the capital city and, uh, it's easier to access resources over there and then slowly branch out into the rest of the country. And most of our mental health services happen to be concentrated in across you know whatever little that we have um is concentrated in across so we were able to form some of those relationships that we needed and are hoping to slowly kind of disperse our services mm-hmm. into the rest of the country um when we are able to get more funding but that's mainly why we decided to focus and across also has a, a a very large population Mm-hmm. Um, the health the the health disparities are very clear. Wealth disparities are very clear. Right. Yeah. So I think it made sense that way that we would start from there. And I know Minded Services has been um, has been around for about three years. Congratulations. Uh-huh. On- Thank you. Yeah. So having studied and worked with people in the mental health field. What do you think are some of the personal changes that you have seen, the growth that you have seen in yourself as you have worked with people in the mental health field, both in Ghana uh-huh. and the U.S.? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that I've noticed is to not make the assumption that what works here will work somewhere else. Right. Um, and that has been a growth for me because all of my mental health training has been here and it's taken a relatively Eurocentric approach. Um, and I remember, you know, as a first year, I was just thinking like, yeah, this theory works here. It will work like, you know, this is how you do therapy all over the world, but that's not true. Um, and having worked with minded, although I haven't provided therapy for minded, but I have had to consult on situations where we had to reach out with some, to someone who, you know, had suicidal ideation and had to kind of coax them into seeking services and all of that, I realized that the way that we do therapy here in Ghana can be considered to be very cold and detached right. because Ghana is, is, you know, very high context, mm-hmm. um, very social centered. And so if I was talking with someone in Ghana and they were crying and I was just sitting there watching them cry, they would think, well, what kind of monster is this? Uh, <laughs> but over here, I wouldn't. I wouldn't initiate contact, physical contact with a person un- unless they did it and I was comfortable with it. So that, that growth for me has been recognizing that simply because something works here 
doesn't mean that it's going to work everywhere else. And I've had to be mindful of that um, when we've done different programs and events with Minded. And I think another growth, I think, from what I know as a, as a mental health provider, I think the first thing that I will do is I will reach out to somebody that I trust, mm-hmm. you know, be it a friend, a parent, a sibling. I will reach out to somebody that I trust and tell them, hey, this is what is going on. This is what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. I think I may need some support. Okay. Because I think, you know, having that validation from someone else, like, yeah, you, you seem to be struggling. Maybe mm-hmm. we should get you some help, you know. And uh, I will also reach out to a mental health provider. And I know that that's a little easier said than done. There might be some people, for example, if I lived in Ghana, mm-hmm. that may be a little easier said than done, you know, because if I want, if I don't, I don't know that my regional has a mental health unit, I don't know to, to seek help there. So mm-hmm. I reach out to a friend who may have some resources or I utilize, you know, these, um, a lot of services exist on social media. Maybe that's somewhere that I can look. But if I'm in the U.S., <clears throat> And I'm in a large urban area, I can access mental health resources. So I will reach out to a therapist, I will reach out to a psychiatrist to make sure that I'm getting the help that I need if I, if I feel like I'm having mental health breakdown. Mm-hmm. I have thought therapy. Um, it's, it's like funny saying that we have in, in my field of work that every therapist needs a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I do have a therapist. I, I talk to a therapist. Um, and in January, it was very helpful for me to process, you know, what it was like to spend new days by myself and kind of the sadness that came with that. Um, I've also been able to um, rely on my social support, talking to friends, talking to co-workers, talking to other family who were also having to spend new years by themselves have been helpful. Mm-hmm. I think professionally, too, the agency that I work with, um, we've done the best that we, we could by moving all of our services online, making sure that clients still have access to us, mm-hmm. putting a lot of resources on our page. Um, I think that's kind of how we've dealt with the, the more systemic changes. But personally, I found therapy and my social network to be very helpful for me. I think another growth, I think it may be a personal growth for me that I've noticed is recognizing where my, um, I guess, cultural knowledge falls short, both here and in Ghana. You know, I think this is maybe a conversation that we've had in another time. But this concept of existing in two different spheres at the same time, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. Yes. And sometimes I, I think, you know, because I lived in Ghana for 16 years, oh gosh, I know everything about it. But no, I don't. So much has changed. So mm-hmm. much has changed. You know, so I'm having to constantly update my cultural knowledge of my own country. And then over here, since I didn't live all my life here, I don't know everything either. Right. So having to update my cultural knowledge of, of us as well you know has been a personal growth for me so that i can be the best clinician that i can be in two different spheres at the same time mm-hmm. which also comes with its own challenges cultures who also have subcultures in them and you're trying yeah. to bring this um 
aim or this purpose, for instance, with Minded Services, you are learning, um, as you stated earlier, more of a Eurocentric uh, method of how to approach mental health. And when you get yeah. to Ghana, you have, again, to kind of um, get into the ways of how Ghanaians operate uh-huh. mental health, and you have uh-huh. to function from that. I mean, uh-huh. It's very, very overwhelming, but it's a good feeling because you know that you're doing you know, to have an impact. And talking about having an impact, I know Minded Services is growing even more. You recently um, acquired uh, a grant to have a call center. Congratulations on that. Thank you again. Thank you so much to our very generous donor who made it possible. It's very intriguing how if you have that mindset of, okay, we're going to grow in this way, things tend to happen. Yes. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy and I'm so excited for you on that. So more of getting to the end of the episode, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? You are an individual as uh, Mame comment. Yes. Hmm. I think, you know, in a couple of years, I certainly see myself as having completed my doctoral studies because <laughs> yes. I write it out. <laughs> I just want to be done, but, um, you know, to be done, um, I see myself still working with minded, maybe having a bigger reach than we do right now. Um, I also see myself partnering with other mental health providers in Ghana, Mm -hmm. you know, to engage in some of that awareness raising, um, destigmatizing work, because that's an important place to start to destigmatize mental health so that people can feel comfortable um, and accessing the services that we already have. Um, and maybe, maybe, I don't know how far down the line we're going, but maybe in the next like 15 to 20 years, I see myself being involved in some sort of policy work uh, mm-hmm. to really inform the structure of mental health in Ghana because it's not, it's, it doesn't receive the same amount of attention. Mm-hmm. It doesn't receive the same amount of funding. Um, you know, and it's, it's really sad to watch the way that it's neglected. So maybe I may engage in some policy work, who knows, but that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I cannot wait to see what kind of growth you, uh, you find yourself in and you sprout and blossom in. I, uh, I believe you have so much to offer because having interacted with you and you being a friend of mine, your mind is very brilliant. And I know that the services is in good hands. I am so excited for the future. Thank you so much, Kwame, for your kind words. I'm excited for where you're going to go to. <laughs> So much that we can do. Possibilities. Yeah. Yes. Possibilities are endless. True, true, true that. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I hope that mental health in Ghana, in the US, or wherever anybody is, it will be normalized as much as physical health is. Yes, I hope so, too. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you for inviting me um, and talking with me. (laughs) All right, everyone. That was Missy Mame Coleman, a psychologist in training. She's getting her PhD in psychology, focusing on mental health and counseling. 
working with Minded Services in Accra, Ghana as one of the main pioneers of having a centralized platform for access to health services, Missy is passionate about growing communities that normalize mental health. Remember, your mental health is a critical part of your growth journey. So take care of yourself by seeking services and finding resources near you. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. So join me for more episodes on how we grow. Many thanks to Waterboy for the music. And before you leave, please remember to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And follow the podcast on social media at How We Grow Today. All right, get out there and experience your growth. You have been in conversation with me, Kombe, on how we grow. Catch you later.